Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another digital citizen episode 244. Uh, so, if you take the two and you split that by four, you get the two. So, this is a conspiracy episode. Hello, Luke. Hi, for, hi everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because two times two is four. So, mm-hmm. Yes, that must mean that it's a conspiracy. It's all a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Everything. The numerology proves that it's a conspiracy. Yeah. Yes. I was thinking about that because uh, uh, I was watching some YouTube this uh, this week. I was watching this uh, Christian channel that I usually watch uh, sometimes. I I like to to keep up uh, what what. Uh, my uh, uh, ex-brothers and sisters live out there. And I was uh, watching this Christian channel uh, talking of the Mark of the Beast. It's not that long time we talked about it on the podcast. Okay, Christian but, channel, uh, Mark of the Beast, all right. Yes, Christ, uh, Mark of the Beast. And I was uh, thinking like they were using a lot of like numerology in the Bible. And the Bible being so full of number, numerology, and I was thinking to myself, if you could uh, take some verses and like create uh, a different religion, because there's two trillion different religions out there and two, two trillion different churches, like how easy would it be to fake a church? How easy would it be to fake a church? And then I also uh, came, oh, that's right, we have Scientology. Right, that's what I was just about to say. I was like, how easy would it be to fake a church? Well, ask Elron, because he already knows. I could dig him up and ask him, bring him back to life. Ask uh, uh, Joseph Smith. <laughs> ask... Uh, 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 what is the founder of Jehovah's Witness? I, I always forget. Jeez, I don't even know. Honestly, I have no uh, idea who the I, founder of Jehovah's Witness is. I, I, I've, Jehovah? I've seen his grave. Uh, no, it's uh, Russell Tace, I think his name is, if I'm not a hundred. Right, I was going to say, it's probably something like Bob Smith. Right. <laughs> no, it's, uh, uh, do you know what? It's kind of funny. Uh, his, uh, you know that uh, Jehovah's Witnesses are very against, like uh, uh, things like the cross and everything. His grave is a pyramid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like his he- headstone is right. a pyramid. Yeah. Weird facts I know. That could be a whole podcast just about that. It's 
it is more or less about that. So <laughs> that is the concept of the digital system. Thinking of it, it's just weird. <laughs> weird random facts we like to put in together and give you guys like a little like dip into the world. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about somebody that is even more crazier than the people believing in numerology. Let's talk about Prince Andrew, because he is falsely, <laughs> falsely betraying himself as willing uh, to talk to the FBI, because he has said that many times that he will cooperate, but uh, is that a fact? It says here the Duke of York has sought to falsely portray himself as eager to cooperate with an inquiry Ooh. into Jeffrey Epstein, the U.S. Prose- prosecutor in charge of the investigation has said. U.S. Attorney Jeffrey Berman said Andrew has repeatedly declined our request to schedule an interview. Okay, the Duke's lawyers previously rejected claims he had not cooperated, saying he had offered help three different times. Uh, he will not be extradited, extradited, the U.S. government chief lawyer has said. Uh, U.S. Attorney Attorney General William Barr told Fox News, I don't think it's a question of handing him over. It's I think it's just a question of having him provide evidence. Prince Andrew stepped away from his royal duties last year after an interview he gave to the BBC. But here, here, here is my uh, honest question, and I don't know if you know this. Could he be prosecuted under... American law, does he have uh, diplomatic immunity? Well, the thing is, we know for a fact, from that interview and from evidence and from pictures, that he did go to Epstein's estate in Florida. Right. So we know right. and he, that and he, he was, was in the, the U.S. Pedo Island. And he was on the Pedo Island. Right, but that's not in U.S. jurisdiction. So, like, him being right. in Florida, if something happened there... Especially if it happened, uh, and it can be proven in the United States, then then he can be charged in the U.S. because it happened then, in the U.S. Right. But then again, does he have uh, immunity? Does he have diplomatic immunity? I don't know. Well, he's not a part of the royal family anymore, right? He got uh, kicked out of the royal family. So I don't know yeah, what but... what that entails either. If that means he doesn't have that immunity anymore because he's no longer part of the family, or if he does right. still, right? I don't know. It says here though, because yeah, uh, because Prince he's Andrew still married. Go ahead. No, he's still married to the queen. So it says here, Prince. Well, he's not married to the queen. <laughs> well, not the queen, but like he was married to. To his uh, her sister. Sure. Right. Okay. Uh, this here, Prince Andrew, y- yet again sought to falsely portray himself as, oh, to the public as eager and willing to cooperate with an ongoing federal in- criminal investigation into sex trafficking and related offenses. Uh, the Duke has not given an interview with federal authorities. He has replete- repeatedly declined our request to schedule such an interview, and nearly four months ago informed us unequivocally, though at, uh, th- through the very same counsel who has issued today's release, that he would not come in for such an interview. 
Right. So the problem here is yes. that publicly he's going out to like he's talking to the press and everything, saying I'm totally cooperating. I'm totally uh, giving everything I have over to them. But then the FBI is going. He's saying that, but he's not actually doing that. He's do, saying one thing right. to the public, and behind cl- closed doors, he's saying I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to come do an interview. Bloody blah. Right. He is the third child and second son of Queen Elizabeth and Prince Andrew, uh, and Prince Philip, sorry. So he's in the second of line of succession to the British throne when he was born, and he is eight in line as June 2020. So he's uh, the Queen's son. Right, I knew. Well, I knew that, didn't you? He's a prince. That's what a prince is. Right. Now I'm just uh, explaining it to the audience. Okay. Maybe I'm not. Ex- not everything I say is to you. Look. <laughs> I was confused because you you had said like uh, no. he was married no, no, to the no. queen, and then I was like, he's clearly right. Not- right. Okay. Yes, that's well, that's what a prince is. Right. Uh, right. I, I mean, this whole thing. It, comes back around to, uh, I guess just, it's coming out of just recently we watched the Epstein thing on Netflix, right? Um, Mm. and I think that definitely brought up questions about this whole thing. Uh, and maybe this is just, uh, more of that. I I don't know. What do you think brought this up? No, I, I definitely think it is, uh, the Netflix documentary. I think, I think the Netflix documentary uh, proved once and for all how uh, involved he was. I mean, we we kind of knew how how involved he was, but this gave us pictures and uh, testimony of uh, and people like saying uh, that Prince Andrew actually raped them. I mean, that's a pretty harsh uh, accusation on a show like that. So, of course, I think that brought things up in the light again. And just that he has avoided any kind of uh, questioning or any type of right. prosecution, just like like we've talked about a million times, what's going on with Ghislaine Waxwell? Are we ever going to find this woman? Right. Is she ever going to be questioned? Is she ever going to be uh, investigated at all whatsoever? What's going, what's going on? It's very strange. Is Prince Andrew right. helping her? Like, avoid um, being interviewed as well? I don't know. And I mean, I, I uh, that's one of the things that I have been talking to a friend of mine this week. Like, of, one level, uh, of what level do you get that famous that you get away with things all the time? I mean, I don't think you have to look farther than uh, R. Kelly. Like, R. Kelly is a perfect uh, example of that how much shit he did and like how many years he got away with it and now it's like getting back to him uh, well it's not just prince andrew in this i mean we can go f- from bill clinton all the way to donald trump people who were right. involved in this um scandal so but I, I i i think i do think i think it is a bias i do think it's a bias that uh uh, the rich and famous get away with things more uh, than than normal people. Right, I don't even I think mean, uh, 
Epstein was necessarily famous. I just think he was rich and well-connected. Like, I didn't know really. I knew who the guy was, but I wouldn't say he was ever famous, you know, except for in certain circles, right? Yeah. Right. But he was still able to get away (laughs) with all that stuff. Right. I'm not sure if I want to be in his circle, to be honest. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I'm not sure if I knew, I wanted to know who that was. Well, I mean, I cons- look at who was in those circles. Bill Gates, like, uh, right. all these super famous scientists and computer moguls and politicians right. and, yeah. Do you think there's many cops in that uh, circle as well? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he had lawyers, really famous lawyers in that circle. Yeah. Talking about cops doing weird things. I have seen a video of this uh, because two police uh, officers have been charged uh, with assault in a shoving. I, I kind of want to talk about the video. Have you seen the video? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, what did you think about it? Uh, I thought it was gross. I mean, I, I, it, yeah. it's an old man. Well, here, two Buffalo police officers were charged, charged with assault Saturday after a video showing, showed them shoving a 75-year-old protester uh, in a recent demonstration over George Floyd's death. Um, the, uh, it was... A group of how many cops do you think there were there when it happened? Uh, 50? 50, yeah. Maybe 50, possibly all the way up to 100. It's really hard to say because it was like a giant line of cops. Um, Right. This guy, 75-year-old man, came up to the front of the line of cops uh, Mm. and they wanted to go the direction that he was standing, so they shoved the guy over. And he knocked his head on the ground and started bleeding from yeah. the ears. Yeah. And uh, instead of, like, looking how he was, this is maybe what made me most mad. They just moved the fuck on. Off. It they seemed like they were more concerned with the people who were filming it, trying to stop them filming right. them, than the guy who was hurt on the ground. That, and that's the, the real bad part, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then the person tweets about it, of course. (laughs) Well, I think before we move on to that, I think the more important thing here is then uh, these police officers get in trouble for it. They got charged. Mm -hmm. Well, they were suspended and then charged. And then 57 of their friends that were on this uh, team of whatever riot cops, 57 of their cop friends... Uh, resigned from this specific task force. Like they're still they're still cops. Yep. They didn't quit being cops. They just resigned from this task force in protest of these people being fired. Uh, yeah. So all those fifty cops should be uh, thrown out of the police force. That is my honest opinion about that. I mean, it's hard to see this video. Uh, you hear this? Uh, um, it's. You know, it's just a couple bad apples or whatever. It's hard to see this video right. with this many cops all watch a guy, a 75-year-old man, not like, you know, a young kid or whatever, not a 20-something, not a 30-something, this really old guy, get knocked over, he's 
hits his head on the concrete. He's bleeding. It's hard to say, oh, it was just a, a, the one bad guy when there's probably, like you said, 50 to 100 other cops who saw it happen. And I don't, where was the cop who jumped out front and went, hey, stop. We need to, like, help this guy. Where, do you remember that happening in the video? Because I didn't see that happen in the video. No. So and where was the good, come- that's the point. Where's the good cop? You know, like if it's just a couple bad apples, where's the good cop in this situation? Because I didn't see him. He didn't seem to exist. And then Trump tweeted without evidence that uh, the confrontation in Buffalo uh, may have been set up. Yep. That is amazing. Uh, Yeah, you want me to go into this? Yeah. Uh. Donald Trump defended the police officers who were caught pushing an elderly man to the ground amid nationwide protests, claiming without evidence that he may be an Antifa provocateur. The president tweeted Tuesday about the video footage from the protest. Uh, The Buffalo protester shoved... This is a quote from his Twitter. uh, Buffalo protester shoved by police could be an Antifa provocateur. Mm 75-year-old Martin Gugino... Jugino was pushed away after appearing to scan police communications in order to black out their equipment. So for he mm. thinks that the 75-year-old, like, I guess he's like a Catholic, um, uh, what do you call it, pacifist uh, protester? Right. Like he's a, you know, he's very, very deeply Catholic, but he's very pacifist, so he protests anti-war, so that's why he was out there protesting. Uh He's suggesting the 75-year-old guy was trying to scan police communications to black... Like, he's some kind of crazy hacker or something. Hacker. (laughs) Because you saw all the electronic equipment this guy had with him. I mean, so full of electronic equipment and things like that. This is the rest of his tweet. I watched. He fell harder than he was pushed. How do you determine that, Mr. President? That doesn't even make sense. Like, uh, <laughs> how do you har- fall harder than you're pushed? Like, gravity has a specific amount. Like, there's a specific amount you could fall from gravity. I don't know. How do you fall harder? This, this, whatever. It says he was aiming the scanner. Could be a setup, like you said, Fro. So, uh, if you go back and watch the video, he had, like, a phone or something in his hand. And I guess Trump thinks that that phone was like a scanner to try to black out the police, like, communications? I -hmm. I don't... This is the craziest... This is a legit... Like, when we say, oh, some things are conspiracy theories, and some things are just, you know, like... This is a conspiracy theory. Because he's suggesting that the 75-year-old man was working with other people to, like... In a conspiracy to try to black out... Uh, police communications and then fake getting knocked over like he pretend like this was all just some big act we should mention uh this guy as far as i know uh martin gugino is still in critical condition in the hospital by the way from yep critical uh, condition and he faked it what a bunch of Fucking that that that's the problem. Like is some bad apples. Like I don't believe that anymore. I don't believe that after this week. It's like like I I don't believe that. It's a systemic problem. It is a systemic problem. 
It's not some bad apples. I've it's been saying that for so long. Problem. I feel like I've been saying yeah. this for years at this point is that it can be a situation where there, let's say there is a few good cops in a police station. If there's one leader, one of the top cops who is the bad cop, he can just get mm -hmm. rid of all the good cops and keep all the bad cops because he doesn't want to get caught. So once you get a leader, a, a bad cop in a position of leadership, then he's going to get rid of all the good cops so that he doesn't have to deal with them as the leader. All you're yep. left with is bad cops, right? So that's the real problem here. And and it's it's deeper than that, but um when it that's the problem with the idea of saying, "Oh, it's just a couple of bad apples." And then uh, it continues with George Floyd things uh, this week. There's been a lot of protesting that we will talk about later. But we found out uh, just when we were going to uh, start recording, there was some uh, news from CBS Evening News. Uh, George Floyd and Derek Schoen bumped head while working at the nightclub, former co-worker said. Uh, tell me about that. Uh, as mourners in Houston honored the life of George Floyd uh, in Minneapolis, CBS News is learning new details from a nightclub co-worker about the alleged history between uh, George Floyd and Derek Chauvin, the former officer who was charged in his death. According to the former co-worker, not only did they know each other, but they had a history of friction. Uh, both worked security at a nightclub at the same time. The co-worker said the two men had history. Uh, David Penny said they bumped head heads. Uh, CBS News asked how. Uh, David Penny explained, It has a lot to do with Derek being extremely aggressive within the nightclub to some of the patrons, which was an issue. The Floyd family says they believe what happened was, part of a pers was in part personal. Their lawyer is... Call, has called for Chauvin to be charged with first-degree murder because yeah. we believe he knew who George Floyd was. Right, and that's 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 why I find this extremely interesting because before this, I was, oh, second-degree murder. This proves uh, first-degree murder because if, if they work together, I'm 110% sure... Uh, and if they bumped head together, I'm 110% sure that this is a rotation for that. Well, I think it was last week we had talked about it, and we had said... Uh, I guess it was when we had... Because last week, at the, when we talked about the news, it was third mm -hmm. degree. And then, what, right after we did the main topic last week, that's when right, it became second news. degree, right? Yes. <laughs> So it was kind of breaking news. And at that time, we had said, the only way we, we can see it being something uh, going up to first degree is if somehow they connected it to where Chauvin uh, had maybe sent a text message saying, hey, this guy, I see him, I'm going to go kill this guy. But this right. proves that there might have been previous reasonings as to why he would have done this. Um, but I don't necessarily think there's any proof that, um, that, okay, he knew him, that's the reason he killed him. I, 
not right. necessarily think that there's evidence for that yet, but this is proof that there there could be evidence for that, I guess is the point. Uh, CBS News uh, asks, is there any doubt in your mind that Eric knew George Floyd? No, he knew him. Uh, how well did he know him, they ask. Uh, well, I would say pretty well. And they, uh, then they also ask, uh, do you think Derek had a problem with black people? Uh, then uh, the owner or the co uh, it's the owner uh, of the club that they both work. The, yes. Yeah. The owner of the club says, "I I think he was afraid and intimidated uh, by black folks." CBS News uh, clarified, "Yes." So. Yeah, it's just proof. It's more proof of, I guess, what people have been saying. It. I think this really complicates things to a degree. Yeah. But um, oh, yeah. I still feel like what's going to happen is a second-degree uh, murder charge. But I think this will, uh, I don't want to say help, but it's going to propagate more protests because people are going right. to see this and go, this is even more of a reason to bump it up to first degree. And I, I saw that in Norway this week. Uh, it was uh, not only protests in Oslo, it was in Stavanger, Bergen, all Trondheim, uh, a lot of protests all over Norway. It was actually very moving to see. Uh, even in Australia, uh, uh, where they have been very um, strict with their uh, COVID-19, there was a mass anti-racism rally. Tens of thousands of people had protested uh, across Australia in support of Black Matters movement. Rallies were held despite warning from officials over the coronavirus. A ban in Sydney was lifted only at the last minute, and some organizers were fined for breaking health rules. Uh, the marchers inspired the death of African-American George Floyd in police custody, but also highlighted the mistreatment and marginalization of Australia's ar Aboriginal people. Rallies were organized in Brisbane, Melbourne, Hobart, Ardalene, and elsewhere. They were held in high spirits with no reports of ma major unrest. I'm going to guess that's because there was no American police there. <laughs> just say, <laughs> just say, <laughs> just saying. Maybe that's that's the reason. Um, yeah, there were a few scenes later in the evening at Sydney's Central Station with the police using pepper spray, but there were only three arrests in the city overall, among a total of twelve protesters. Police said, "I don't think that's very much." The three out of twenty thousand is not a bad number. Yeah, I mean, this is just like you said. They have uh, hardcore lockdowns, and this these right. Australians came out uh, in defiance of the lockdowns. Um, this just goes back me, to what we were talking about have, last yeah. week. Is like this is a we're in the middle of a pandemic. And we have to remember yeah. that, and it's kind of like right. this is important, but. Uh, it's this is inevitably going to spread COVID nineteen. All these protests, right? Right, right. I mean, yes. you can't. We can't deny that, even though we are for the protests, we can't sit there and pretend that that's not going to be a 
an effect of this whole thing. Right. No, it it, it will it will and I think we will see a rise uh, of COVID nineteen cases because of this. Is it worth it? I would say no. But I I I am not against the protests anyway because I I think it's 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 the spark that people need now and I yeah and it's around the world I think uh, some people like especially on the right are saying why are people protesting in all these different places when it's just about this one guy getting shot in Minneapolis and it's right. clearly that's not the case this has moved from one thing to something. So much bigger because these people are uh, protesting for Aboriginal rights in Australia, which is very similar to African American rights here, but uh, different. Be- because I mean, it's it would be more like fighting for Native American rights uh, right. than fighting for African American rights. But the plight is very similar in the sense that we've right. even covered uh, here previously about how. Some abor- they tr- in Australia they were trying to make it illegal for Aboriginals to not be uh, not to be a part of the system, right? If you were not a right. pro- if you weren't part of the if you didn't have a green card if you were Aborig- if you were a native Australian and you didn't have a a card saying you were native Australian, they wanted to deport people who were native Australians. Remember this? It was like the most ridiculous thing ever. And I think this just goes into that. And, and more than that, that I think it says Mm. here, uh, no police officer has ever been held criminally responsible for an Aboriginal death in custody in Australia, which is like, that's even maybe worse than America. Right. But uh, yeah, talking about the coronavirus, uh, it may have been spreading in China in August <coughs> last year, uh, Harvard study says. I don't know how uh, exactly accurate this is, but it says COVID-19 may be, have been circulated in China as early as August 2019, a new Harvard Medical School study claims. The virus, which is believed to have originated in a wildlife market in Wuhan, was first reported to the WHO in late December. However, an analysis of hospital traffic and search engine data in Wuhan indicates there was early disease activity in fall of 2019, according to researchers. Uh, Monday, the Harvard University analysts used satellite images of parking lots at six hospitals in Wuhan to calculate vehicle counts and estimate hospital occupancy trends. The vehicle numbers were compared to trends during other flu-like illness outbreaks. Uh, also analyzed was data from Chinese search engine Bai, Baidu to determine changes in searches for terms like cough and diarrhea between April 2017 and May 2020. It found that between 2018 and 2020, there was a general upward trend in hospital occupancy but there was a steep increase in August 2019, which culminated in a peak in December. Mm. So it's hard to say whether this is totally accurate because they're not going off of like in the intake numbers in hospitals or anything like that. They're using right. satellite imagery to say and search da- data from a search engine on the Internet to see, OK, right. this many people are starting to look up 
uh, these specific terms because if you're like, oh, I'm getting sick, I'm you know you look up whatever on the right. internet, which is never a good idea. Web don't, don't look up. <laughs> the... Yes, WebMD is a very bad thing. But I guess that, I mean it's, it's interesting. What do you think about it? Yeah, I I I think it is interesting. I I agree with you that it's maybe not as uh, prominent uh, as everybody thinks. Like uh, we have the situation now. I'm 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 more concerned about how to um, get the grips of this situation than uh, when it started. To be honest, it's not that important. You don't think it's that important? No. I guess. I mean, I just think uh, it could help us figure out how it started if we figure out when it started. And to figure out how it started right. could help figure out how to fix it. Mm. Because right now, even in this article, it's saying we think it's from a uh, wet market in Wuhan, a wildlife right. market. That's still like the prevailing theory. And that's been the theory right. as far as I can tell the whole time. There was a one yeah, point where people were like, oh, it might not have to do with that. It might have to do with something else. But I think that's been the prevailing theory. But if this, right. if it existed in August, that theory could be false, is my point. Yeah. yeah. But uh, does the theory help you find the cure, though? Yeah. I mean, if you could figure out where... If, if we find out that it can't it didn't come from wildlife market it came from somewhere else then we can figure out where it came from and we can figure out uh if you can figure out where it came from you can figure out how to cure it easier because we still don't have like the actual origin of this disease right reminds me of that uh movie outbreak right exactly if we could find if we could find uh, the monkey we could figure out a we yeah. could take the, <laughs> yeah. to reverse engineer the blood of the monkey to make a vaccine. Right. If we can find the yeah. ba the actual bat that somebody ate, you know what I mean, or uh, right. then we could re re reverse engineer uh, some kind of cure. Uh, let's talk about something completely else. Hey, look, do you, you do you do <laughs> yoga at all? No, I mean I. I the only time I ever did yoga was We Fit. Oh yeah, I I have done uh, We Fit yoga because it was it, uh, it felt like a game where like okay you could do yeah. the poses and stuff and but it would give you like right. um a new Points. pose if you completed that one and then it would have right. like levels goals to like so it felt more like I don't know a game like a video game which it literally was yeah. uh, than just like doing yoga. Yeah, I always thought it was uh, kind of hard because you, the balance board actually would not take it easy on you if you didn't balance perfectly correctly doing Wii Fit yoga. Right. It was like it would uh, it would not give you the points. I remember uh, when Kyle Pilkin did it in uh, Idiot Abroad. That is maybe one of my fa most funny episodes of. When he does naked yoga. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I love that. But uh, Greek Orthodox Church rules that yoga is inc uh, 
compatible with Christianity. What the literal fuck? It says here, all yoga practices are absolutely incompatible with the Christian faith, uh, the Greek Orthodox Church has said. It says, <laughs> yoga has no place in the life of Christians. Uh, the governing wow, no body place. of the church has ruled. It said it intervened after Greek media recommended yoga as a way to combat stress during the coronavirus. Other religions have also <laughs> advised against the practice in the past. The Orthodox oh. Church is influential organization in, in Greece, as 90% of Greeks identify as Orthodox. Right. <laughs> I find this very funny. It says here, <laughs> yoga is a fundamental chapter in a Hindu religion. It is not a type of, it is not a kind of physical exercise, uh, they said in a statement. Right. I, I wouldn't say it is uh, important in Hinduism. It's, it, it, that's a little like saying, I don't know, uh, what you can compare it with. But no, it's not really, a, it's not a step. Stone in Hinduism. You don't have to do yoga to be a Hinduist. I don't remember any Hindu texts having any yoga in them, right? I, 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 I <laughs> no. think the two things, just because they're from like the same country or area in the world, doesn't mean that it's like part of a religion, part oh, of the religion. The reason why they say it is there's so many Hindu uh, masters that does yoga and do recommend yoga as a part of Hinduism. I understand. I understand where 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 their thoughts comes from. It just doesn't. I, I think what they're suggesting it. is like, if you're part of the Greek Orthodox Church, if you do yoga, right. then you're practicing another religion. That's like yeah, the no. baseline of this, right? Is like, yeah, no. if you're doing yoga, you're you're a Hindu now, <laughs> right? It's like this is silly. Uh, it says yeah, here, no. last year a church hall in Devon, England barred yoga class in 2010 okay. a pastor in seattle called yoga demonic in 2008 mm. malaysia's leading islamic council said yoga could corrupt muslims uh but back down from <laughs> issuing a fatwa against yoga a fatwa against yoga <laughs> oh. a yoga fatwa yeah i mean <sighs> You have a little. I understand it's boring during this corona times, <laughs> and you have to find something to do. But I mean, really, batting yoga. I mean, it's so. It's a little like saying that you have to have have multiple wives to be a Mormon. <laughs> I guess it's kind of like that. I I, I mean yeah. How big is yoga in Norway? Is it like, are there yoga classes like? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, it's yeah. Okay, shit big. Yeah, yeah. Right. Do they have goat yoga in Norway? Sorry. Do they have goat yoga in Norway? No, but I have seen it. Okay. Yes, I know YouTube. <laughs> I, I just wonder if the, how the Greek Orthodox feel about goat yoga. If that's any better or any, oh. if it's worse because goats are, you know, Satan goat. Right? Mmm. Mmm. Right. <laughs> exactly. Is it, I guess goat yoga is probably mm. worse than regular yoga because Satan. Is there anything like satanic yoga? 
What what would that Satanic be? Satanic yoga? That well, they have yeah. uh, hot yoga. Yeah, I mean, where it's like they heat yoga. the room up to like over a hundred degrees Fahrenheit or whatever, and then you do yoga in like a super right. hot, sweaty, steamy room, uh, which mm-hmm. I guess would be like Satan yoga, <laughs> hell yoga, maybe. Hell yeah. Um, But yeah, it's a long time since we have had any treasures. We had 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 the magic Nazi treasure train. Uh, For the audience members that don't know what that is, go back and listen. I'm not going to recap the whole story. But uh, we have had so many things that we we talked about, like hidden treasures and things like that on this podcast. Uh, But now, uh, we actually have a treasure chest that was found in the Rocky Mountains uh, after 10 years worth $1 million or more. That's right. A bronze chest filled, like a literal bronze chest. Like treasure chest filled with gold, jewels, and other valuables worth more than a million dollars and hidden a decade ago in the Rocky Mountain wilderness has been found according to a famed art and antiquities collector who created a treasure hunt. Forrest Fenn, 89, told Santa Fe, New Mexican, oh, told the Santa Fe, New Mexican on Sunday that a man who did not want his name released but was from back east. Uh, located the chest a few days ago, and the discovery was confirmed by a photograph the man sent him. Um, This is from Fenn. It was under a canopy of stars in a lush forested vegetation of Rocky Mountains and had not been moved from the spot where I hid it more than 10 years ago. I don't know the person who found it, but the poem in my book led him to the the precise spot. So I guess... uh, he put clues in a poem in his book, uh, which was published 2010 autobiography called the thrill of the chase. He posted clues in of the treasure's whereabouts online and in a 24 line poem. Uh, hundreds of thousands have hunted in vain across remote corners of the U S West for the chest. Uh, and I get, and at least four people have died searching for it. Yeah, if uh, anybody wants to see a really good reality show about people getting crazy over chasing for uh, treasure, I uh, really recommend The Curse of Oak Island. And that's a very good reality show about how crazy people do crazy <coughs> things for for money. Here's what's in it was in the treasure chest. He packed it the treasure chest with more than a decades of sprinklings of gold dust, and he added hundreds of rare gold coins and gold nuggets, pre-Columbian animal figures, along with prehistoric mirrors of hammered gold, ancient Chinese faces carved from jade, and antique jewelry with rubies and emeralds. This is like a legit treasure chest. Wow. Have you ever seen that show, by the way? What? The Curse of Oak Island. Sounds familiar, but I don't remember. It's pretty good. <laughs> if you like that kind of show. Right. It's kind of a wedge reality show. Um, so, 
there is a statue in the UK, or or there was a statue in the UK, I should say, of a slave trader. And we all want to watch um, what happened to that statue during a, a protest. All right, go ahead and give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. Protesters in Bristol throw a statue of a slave trader into the harbor. And there it goes. Bye. I mean, it, was, it wasn't it was a giant statue, but it definitely looked heavy, like it was made of solid metal. And we get a different angle. Do you think it can swim? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it's at the bottom of that. Okay, so this must be the where statue, they they got it yeah, from. Yeah, the statue was of Edward Colston, and it was a local uh, point of controversy for years. Whoa! Wow, that's scary. Whoa! It, like fell right that into the crowd. Scary. It's not super huge, but it's not small either. It doesn't. I mean, I would say there's the building that we saw. So they took it, kind of. It was already right next to the. Uh, next to the river, it seems like. Not too far right. away from the river. They tore it down and then dragged it to the river and threw it in the river. I think that's cool. Uh, there's been a lot of um, different statues being torn down. Remember a few years ago here in America, the the controversy with the different um, statues in the south that were of like southern generals and things like yeah. that? Uh, yeah. A lot of those statues are now kind of going away, uh, and some are being torn down here in America as well. Different statues, people are seeing those and going, this is a symbol of a past that we don't recognize or we don't believe in. We don't want to be, what's a good word for it, memorialized, which a statue, that's what it does, right? So, Right. What I remember maybe the most was the statues of, of like, uh, of, uh, uh, Stalin and Lenin in Russia being like, I remember those being uh, Torn taken down. down. Right. Yeah, in the Russian Revolution, or the new Russian Revolution, I should say. Uh, but yeah, talking about cops, uh, our friend uh, Tron is uh, what uh, people call a mall cop, and he is going to talk a little about not everybody has a right to be a cop. Hello, this is Trump with Trump's Tells the Truth. I learn something new about the United States every day. And, well, what I learned new this week was things about the police. Oh, maybe some of you say, John, you're naive. The police have been like this in the United States for years. Yes, I do know. I'm so old that I still remember the riots in 1982. 92. But... Again, things are different. But I found out that a police somewhere in the United States had less training than I have. I work as a private security. I work at nightclubs, pubs, and sometimes shopping malls and so on. Yeah, a shopping mall cop. Ha ha ha. Yes, I know it's funny for some of you. But it pays my rent. What I was shocked is I have longer coursing then the police officers. I'm not allowed to go with a gun. Nobody was need a gun. 
if, we, if we're going to have handcuffs, we need extra special training by the police. Police in Norway is a little bit different. You have to have to three to four year education. Yes. Your grades have to be very good. Physiology test, psychology test, and so on and so on. But I'd say police in Norway isn't perfect. There have been incidents. People have been killed. But there are so few. There isn't as so few. That is insane. There's a lot of things police doesn't do good in Norway either. The war on drugs, racial profiling happens. Yeah, they like to look, put people who just have smoked a joint into prison and they like to be bragging about it and be big mouthed and stuff and be pissed at people who speak against them. But again, things can get better all over the system. But generally, we had a big demonstration this weekend because of the incidents in the United States. And you know what the police said? It's not us to regulate demonstrators. Demonstrations is regulated by the Constitution. That was special. I have been on many protests over the years. I don't know how many. And an American friend asked me, are you not afraid? No, I'm never afraid. Because it's very easy. You ask the city of permission, they tell you where you can protest. And the only reason why the police look at the protest is because they don't want fighting against different groups and mean different things. Well, that can happen. If you fight against racism, a lot of idiots do combine or support. And police just try to keep those people apart from each other. But it's very rare that demonstrations, demonstrations in Norway are, are arrested. Last time I can remember was in 1996 when the Chinese president was on visit in Norway and the, the labor government at the time didn't want, want the protesters to destroy a new good business deal. So shit can happen. You need a police reform and it's overdue. If the police doesn't want to go on with it, fire them. You need a new system. If you want a good police, you must have the best of the best. I'm always shocked by this. I see in the United States, if you want to serve, you have the right to serve. If you want to go to the military and serve your country, you have the right to do that. No, you don't. Some people in the world should not be police officers. And some people should not be cops. Or military... Sorry, I talk about... They should not be military personnel. It's not to say that those people are bad people. They may be good, good family members, and so on. But there are some jobs that's not fitting to everybody. You need a special kind of mind to work that job. When people send from Norway to Afghanistan during the war there, they have to have hard studies. They didn't send every soldier in Norway. They have the best of the best, mentally trained the best, educated the best. Because that's what you do when you go to war. You want people to not make the situation worse. It wasn't a lot about, oh, I want to serve and fight for my country. No, that's not enough. The new standard should be, when you have difficult jobs like that, you need the best of the best, the best educators, the smartest, and so on and so on. Not everybody should have the right to be a cop. Not everybody should have the right to be a soldier. And to the end, this time is gone too far. You should not stop protesting before things has changed. If just take one year, two years, three years, 
fill up the streets with people. We people had it. You need a revolution, and you're gonna create it. I hope so. Have a good election. Have a good week. This was Trump. Trump does the truth. That was uh, Tron telling the truth. Yeah. So uh, being a cop in Norway is pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, that was very interesting. I mean, I think that I, I think that should definitely be something here in America as well. But it comes back to the whole thing that we talked about last week: is you got to fire everybody and start from scratch to do that. You know, right? Yeah, I I wouldn't mind that. Watch, just have it's just hard to do, one... right? Yeah. Have anarchy for one week, and then we'll get it. We'll figure it out week. in one week and get all the cops back, hired back, right? Right. We we could do the easiest solution, of course, and uh, 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 actually do the purge. <laughs> have the purge actually happening instead of police. Uh. Yeah, that worked out really well in the movies and the TV show. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, the purge doesn't uh, escalate the separation between nope. the classes at all. No, no, no. It makes everybody equal because the rich can't buy anything or anything. Yeah, no, they can't, no. you know, b buy a bunker to live in. <laughs> right. That uh, never made sense to me in those movies. Why they would even be in a house? If you were that rich, wouldn't you have like a like a old uh, missile silo you were in for the purge that you know what i mean or, or, or go on a fucking big cruise ship in the middle of the uh, right they'd uh, all be on their yachts uh, like they were for coronavirus yeah. nobody can find you sorry yeah just like coronavirus when they all went out on their right. yachts yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> go to your cabin um, okay, uh, TV news, no, uh, we have another, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm out of it today, it, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have an email address, it's another digital citizen at gmail.com, that's another digital citizen at gmail.com, we are on Twitter at podcast ADC, that's at podcast ADC, remember to share this podcast, I forgot to say that, uh, I will do it now. Uh, since you're listening to this, share this with a friend. It's free, and we would appreciate it. We are a member of Pod All The Time Network. They do share our podcasts all the time. They are very nice. Who else is a member of Pod All The Time Network? Uh, uh, this looks like a new podcast. The Looney Twos, that's T-W-O-S, mm -hmm. the Looney Twos podcast. Uh, the Looney Tunes is a member of Pod All the Time Network, a funny intellectual pop culture and current event podcast. Uh, go to at Looney Tunes Pod to check them out. They are a member of the Pod All the Time Network, which we are a member of. That's at Pod All the Time TN. And we have a Facebook group. Uh, it's another digital citizen on Facebook. That's another digital citizen on Facebook. It's completely easy to get uh, into the group if you want to. And underneath uh, the episode you're listening to, you can comment and we will read it in the next show. Has somebody done that? I don't think so. Not this week. Oh, talking about the Looney Tunes, uh, let's talk about that first. Since, okay. Uh, that fits in. 
Uh, we're not doing guns. Elmer Fudd loses his rifle in HBO's Looney Tunes cartoon reboot. Yeah. I think I talked uh, about I this like, last week. You were saying it's just like the old Looney Tunes. And I was like, so you mean with sexism and uh, racism all like mixed in right. with, right? right. Uh, yeah. they, they, apparently they're even avoiding gu the guns, which I guess I can understand. I mean, Elmer Fudd never actually shot anybody with the gun, right? He always missed. <laughs> no, no, he actually shot the gun. Oh, yeah, man. No, he times. shot the gun, but he never shot anybody. He was like a right. He was like a stormtrooper from uh, Star Wars. He never actually <laughs> hit anybody. <laughs> you know how many people are going to rage over that little comment? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know what I feel about this. It, it's a little... Uh, they have done this uh, weird HBO Max uh, uh, took away Gone with the Wind uh, for the time being as well uh, because it's racist. I mean, are we going to be that police state that takes away everything that's... Uh, has been in the past that could be a little controversial. Are we going to be like that? I am. I just I am don't, just don't make worried. it. That's what I say. If you're going to have to change it this much so it's a completely different thing, just don't make it. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to even make it in the first place if you're going to change everything. But what, uh, did you hear about this? Like, they're taking away Gone with the Wind as well? It's just like, it's just weird. No, I didn't hear that. I, like, I, I can, uh, I kind of can, can understand it. In the, what's wrong with Gone in, with the Wind? I don't remember. It's very. Oh, they own slaves. Right. Yeah. In Gone with the Wind. Yeah. It's a very racist movie. Sure. Yes, it is. I, I suppose that's true. Uh, but it is just a movie that exists, right? Right. Yeah. But taking it off the network because it. It shows racism. It's like you should keep it there to just provide. Hey, look here! This is how people did it in the it's past. The, we're in the modern day book burning, which we said a hundred times, I think. But you know, it's like <sighs> getting rid of Huck Finn or, or you know right. Tom Sawyer. Take getting books. Right. Take those books out of the library. It's kind of silly. But then again, cops are cancelled by Paramount Network. Live PD return elevated by uh, A and E. So I mean, it's not all bad, I guess. <laughs> yeah, cops. I mean, cops has been on my entire life. It's been on. It says thirty-three yeah. years. Uh, I guess right. it took a break for a while there because uh, it got cancelled off of Spike. Got picked up by the right. Paramount Network. Mount, right. Yeah. Uh, not only that, A&E pulled last weekend's episode of Live PD uh, amid continued nationwide protests. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Live PD is off the air soon. Uh, how is it going to stick around? I mean, Cops has been on the air, like I said, for 30 plus years. Like, I don't remember the time in my right. life it wasn't on the air. So how does Live PD stick around if Cops is getting canceled, you know? Yeah, yeah, no. There is absolutely no, no rhyme or reason for, for for doing that. I mean, there is I, I, also an argument to say for this, that 
maybe we do need these kind of shows to show the bad stuff. But I think the problem is that these shows are editing out the bad stuff to show the cops in a good light, probably. Very much. Have you ever seen an episode of Cops where they kill a black person just because they're black? No. No. I'm sure the cops have some kind of say as to what that final edit of those kind of shows is. Yeah. That's the fucking problem. (laughs) But Live PD is live, right? So the Maybe there is yes. editing that goes into it, though. I don't know. Some of it is live. We go live now. They usually say, I okay. don't know. Because I haven't seen that much of it. I've only seen a little bit of live PD, so. I've seen three or four uh, episodes of it. Right. I haven't seen that much either. I'm I'm more a cops guy, like, you know. Um, Jake Paul uh, talking about uh, cops. See what I did there? Uh, he uh, gets charged with criminal trespassing and uh, <laughs> unlawful assembly. Talk me through this. Well, we talked about it last week uh, with him, what, uh, going through a mall with Looting, a bunch of yeah. people during the protests. He said that he didn't do any uh, actual damage to the mall, that he was just recording it. Uh, but this week he was charged with criminal trespassing and unlawful assembly. So, I mean, it is, I guess, if the mall was closed, that's trespassing, right? So, there you go. But he didn't, I mean, he didn't get charged with any, like, looting or vandalism or anything like that. Uh, then we have a lot of Joe uh, Tiger King news for some reason this week. Uh, let's begin with uh, some of the most interesting, maybe. Uh, Joe Exotic, former Sue, is handed to rival Carol Baskin. You have to say it like that. <laughs> right. Carol Baskin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Sue, formerly owned by uh, the star of the Netflix uh, documentary Tiger King, is uh, handed over to the woman who is uh, convicted of... Uh, trying to have uh, o- over the uh, woman. Oh, over to the women he is try was uh, convicted by trying to have killed. A federal judge has given uh, control of Joe Exotics also in Oklahoma as a part of a one million trademark dispute. So that is very very controversial. I'm going to guess. Well, the whole point of the documentary, everything in the documentary, he was sitting there going, uh, I mean, the reason he did a lot of what he did, it was because he said that she was trying to take his zoo away from him and that her whole purpose was to try to get his zoo and take it from him. And that's exactly what happened. So it almost proves him right in a way. Yeah. And, uh, I also have some news that Sheriff confirms that the will of uh, Carol Baskin missing the husband was forged. So, hmm. <coughs> yeah, what does that mean, though? Well, uh, I mean, like, does it mean forged? that it's going to be contested? Uh, yeah, okay. probably. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and then Joe Exotic, of course, you can't see his uh, suit being sold, so he sends out a letter to all his fans, like, "Oh, please help me! <laughs> I'm, I'm, I will be dead in two to three months." <laughs> right. 
I mean, yeah. the funniest story, the funniest part of this story is that there's no good person. Everybody's a bad person in the story. That's right. why it's so interesting. There's no good guy. Absolutely not. Luke, have you seen any TV this week? I did. Uh, where should I start, I guess? Um, I don't know. Oh, I guess a uh, new Jay Aubrey documentary on YouTube, The Story of John McAfee. Did you see this? Okay. About, Ooh. you know, McAfee? Like the virus yeah, the software? Virus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy who invented it. Uh, it's a, It was. It's like a 35-minute thing on him and kind of his yeah. story, which is insane, which you should go ahead and watch that. It. I didn't know anything about the guy before I watched this. Uh, it's about... He, he, you know, made this virus software and made a whole bunch of money, and then he moved to another country to avoid uh, some kind of trouble he was having with the police here in America, and then he started mm. investing in all these different crazy things there. He bought up a police force, these kind of things. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, uh, drugs, guns, women, very interesting story, so check it out. He was also a presidential candidate at one point, wasn't he? Right, yeah. Uh, for the Libertarian yeah. Party, I think. Yeah. Um, big Brother. Uh, Australia is big. Back with two episodes. I'm very happy to see this. Okay. Uh, fun to have Big Brother uh, back. Yeah, I need uh, to find this. This is uh, pre-taped. Uh, but it's really good uh, they haven't had a season since 2013 or something like that I think it was the, their last season 2013 so, but, uh, that seems like a while ago but it possi it's possible I guess I, I think it was that uh, that late I'm not 110% sure of that but uh, yeah, I, I think it's pretty late let's see oh uh well, 2014. I was uh, You're almost close. Right. Yeah, okay. Yes. Uh, I think that's close now. Um, yeah, this is uh, uh, season 12. Uh, I've seen the first two episodes. Fucking amazing. I think you will love it, Luke. Uh, yeah. I wish we could just get it here in America, but I'm going to have to find it online somewhere. Uh, I saw... Oh, the series finale. Final season of... Final half season, I guess, came out on Netflix of Fuller House. It was season five, but you know how they do Netflix shows where they, like, yes. do half the season and then they put out the other half the season. Uh, well, you don't have to ug any more about this show because it's, this is the final season, Fro, so they wrapped everything up as far as... You know, uh, this was a sequel show based off of Full House, obviously. So they did a lot of wrap-up of that show with this show. Um... I mean, it was. They tried to do kind of the emotional ending. wasn't all that emotional overall. The show, like Fuller House, as a show itself, I have to give it a four. Not that great, but fun enough. Uh, mostly, uh, the reason I have fun with it is nostalgia, right? It's not necessarily a good right. show. It's not very. It has funny moments. It's, but it's very stupid. Uh, American sitcom, very badly put together, very badly acted. Uh, <laughs> but the nostalgia factor is there for me. But still, I got to give it a four. Talking about nostalgia factor, I asked you to recommend me a TV show this week when 
uh, we were talking online watching upload that we will talk about a little later. You recommended me WKRP in Connecticut. In Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It was something with In Connecticut. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it is very funny. I really like it. Uh, I think you put uh, a very good show in front of me. I have never, ever heard of this in my entire life. It's a pretty old show. Right. Uh, there's four seasons. I'm watching season one now. Uh, I don't know if you recommend uh, uh, or remember the episode where the, one of the men uh, kills himself be- or tries to kiss, kill himself because everybody thinks he's homosexual. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. I knew the show it's was going to have some very... jokes in it that are like not acceptable for 2020. Yeah, there are some jokes in this that are very, <laughs> very, very risky. I, mean, I, I remember Lonnie Anderson in this, yeah, like, sir. and everybody is always hitting on her, like, all the time, and mm-hmm. they're at work. So it, just that in and of itself has to be awkward in 2020. <laughs> Yeah, and they they say uh, she's a transsexual in the first uh, episode or something like that. Uh, but yeah, no, I I like it. It's very raunchy. I don't think this show has aged well, but I don't uh, really care. I find it funny. What else have you seen? Um, I've been watching In the Dark, getting caught up on that. I watched five episodes of that, so yeah. that took a lot of my time. Besides Fuller House, which is like, I watched maybe... 10 episodes, I think, of that, so that took a bit, but In the Dark is really good, and this last episode was an amazing cliffhanger. Yeah, they have to make a season three out of this. Well, we have, uh, there's, I think there's at least 11 episodes in this season, so we have, like, four or five more episodes, so. I just love it. It's so, it's like, I love the, uh, this is a show that is done right, where 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 women are uh, like in power. If you want to see like a woman empowerment show, you should really really watch this. It's kind of turning into like a Breaking Bad in a way. Yes, and I don't mind that. No, at all. It no. just fe- it's like it fe- starting to feel a little more like that than the first season for sure. Oh, definitely. Uh, I watched Alex Ryder, uh, the first season of this. This is based on a book series that I am very much in love with. Uh, this is based on the first book, uh, uh, Point Blank, Point Blanc. Um, I didn't think I was going to like this, to be honest. Uh, I went into this being very like, oh, are, are they going to destroy a... a uh, another book series I like, but you know what? I think the acting and I think the script was enjoyable, and I think they followed the book pretty well. I'm pretty amazed by this. I'm I'm shocked that I liked it as much as I did because this was definitely not made for me. But since I'm a fan of the books, I'm also a very big fan of the sh- the show. So I'm actually going to shock people and give this an eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I saw the commercial for it and I went, 
I don't really want to watch this. I don't know. Maybe it's just I not mean, for it's, me. It's, it's James Bond for kids. For kids, yeah. And that's a, the thing. Right. I, I just or, wasn't feeling it, really. Which is silly for me to say because I watched Fuller House. So. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> series, uh, season finale of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Uh, very good season. I've, I guess I'm fully caught up on this now, so I can say I've seen all episodes. Uh, I don't know. It's starting. It, the one episode they literally went the most meta you could possibly go, uh, but this yeah. show already is pretty meta most of the time. It, it very mm. much refers to itself as a TV show at points, um, just in the show itself. It was still a fun, ep- uh, f- still a fun season. Uh, and the final episode, I mean, it, this is not a show that really sets up for a cliffhanger or anything, but I had fun with it. <laughs> I watched probably six episodes, I think, this week, so. Uh, my last show is uh, another show that I have never heard of in my entire life called Murdoch Mysteries. Uh, this is something I just had to Google, to be honest, because I just have seen... Uh, like I haven't seen any commercials of you. It's when I talked to you about it, you you said you had heard about it but never seen it. Uh, it's kind of Sherlock Holmes, very light, uh, mixed with House, mixed with uh, um, Monk. <laughs> Weird. Okay. Yeah, it's a very weird show. I I like it. I've seen season one. There's 12 fucking seasons out there, so at least I have something to watch. Uh, I would give the first season uh, seven. Seven, yes. Right. uh, I didn't give... uh, Rick and... Did you see the season finale of Rick and Morty? Yes, yes. What would you give the season? Um, We didn't give this season, like, a number. I'd probably give it, like, a 7.5. 7.5, yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, Big Brother Australia, I would give it 9. Really. It's very, very good. One and a half hour episode as well. The first episode. Something that was not very good. Upload episode (laughs) 6? Yeah, 6. Okay. Can I just explain to the listener something before we talk about the episode? You know it's a bad episode when me and Luke talk about everything else but what's going on the screen. (laughs) (laughs) That's a mark for a bad episode. But tell me. This was a very middle episode. It was episode six, but... Episode five was really good. So, uh, but what we right. found out about the show is it definitely depends on the writer. So, um, yes. Episode six called Sleepover. Nathan Nathan is thrown when Nora goes on a nightly date. In- nightly is like the Tinder or something, right? right? Ingrid invites Nathan's niece for a sleepover. Nathan and Nora suspect his damaged memories may lead to a greater conspiracy, and Luke gets into a fight with Alicia about tacos. So I'm going to be the one that's pissed that we uh, don't say anything about uh, the cliffhanger from last uh, episode. 
We still see absolutely nothing about this investigation into his theft this episode. Right, exactly. Uh, we He kind of suspects it, but we don't see anything about the investigator lady who's not really an investigator. Right. She's like a high school teacher or something. Right. And uh, the cliffhanger of this was extremely bad. I just think they wrote this episode to... Uh, sell tacos like they found a writer <laughs> and they were like can you write us an episode that just revolves around around selling taco bell tacos because that was like the main focus of this whole episode like there were maybe three stories happening and each yeah. one of them involved uh cheesy gordita crunches yeah just like at one point there was a bathtub full of tacos in this ep- in yeah. this episode yes yeah that was the thing. Now I'm going to rate this episode a 4.5. Yeah, I gotta go to a 4 on this one. This was like one of the worst episodes yet, for sure. Yeah. It's just boring. It's like, I am very much looking forward to stop talking about this. We need to find something better when we're done with this. That's for fucking sure. I mean, we thought this was going to be alright, and it it didn't turn out great. <sighs> I mean, it's super middle of the road. I won't say it's terrible, but... No. It's not going to be on my list of worst shows of the year. No, it's too middle of the road for that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just, like, bland. It's like, if you bland all the bland things together, you get this show. I'm not super excited. I am nothing interesting to say about this episode. Whatsoever, because there was no, nothing interesting. I mean, is the cliffhanger kind of interesting? The the boss of the uh, lady gets to see that she slept over in his bed in virtual reality. I mean, right. Well, I, I think thing. the cliffhanger is that the boss now knows she's in a relationship with one of their clients, which is him. Right. Who is she? I guess she. She's in a she's in a relationship with a dead person, which is kind of an interesting concept when you think about it. Yeah, I it, guess so. yeah. The whole this show is an interesting concept. Execution is the problem. It's not executed well. Hey, Luke, do you like pasta? Uh, I actually don't like pasta. I'm like not. You I don't like, like I, I'm not a huge fan. Oh. No. Uh, have it, do you think it's uh, too bland or what? I just don't. I think the starchiness. I'm not a huge fan of the starchiness. Mm. Yeah. So what about mac and cheese then? Uh, I like mac and cheese. That's true. Mm. So I, like I like mac and cheese. I like ravioli. But like, mm. I'm not a huge fan of like a uh, spaghetti. Not a huge fan Macaroni. of. Say again? Just macaroni? Yeah, I guess so. But I think macaroni is kind of like... It depends. Because, like, one of those, like, weird... If it's a macaroni that has uh, breadcrumbs on the top, I might not be as big Mm. of a fan of it. Hmm. Do you think that's why they called it pastafarianism? Well, we will talk about that. Because that's what we're talking about, pastafarianism. 
the first false religion we're talking about? Well, depends. <laughs> we talked about Scientology before. <laughs> right. I think we call it parody religion, maybe, I think is what we were going to call it. Yeah. So what is Pastafarianism? Look... Uh, it's a social movement that promotes a lighthearted view of religion and opposes the teaching of intelligent design and creationism in public schools. According to adherents, Pastafarianism is a real legitimate religion as much as any other. Do you know what? I agree. <laughs> I mean, it is as legitimate as every other religion. Would you say so? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I guess as much as any other, yeah. But that's yeah. The, what is that saying, really? That it, it's saying you know you can make up any anything and call it a religion, right? I could be like uh, the grass religion, where we believe grass is a, an intelligent being that's actually ruling all of humanity, right? <laughs> that's my new religion oh. I just invented. Right. Uh, it is usually uh, also talked uh, about in the same breath as Russell's teapot. I loved Russell's teapot. I will explain a little to the listeners what that is. Uh, so um, if I say there's a teapot that nobody can see out in space... Uh, uh, do you have to disprove that that teapot uh, exists, or is it up to me to prove that that teapot exists? And that is more or less the teapot argument. And uh, I mean, it is kind of the same with the flying spaghetti monster. It's like you can't see it, but does does that prove that it doesn't exist? Right. Uh... I think the whole idea is just uh, to parody the idea of religion in, in and of itself. I think some people want to say that Flying Spaghetti Monster or, or Pastafarianism is like making fun of their religion, but I think it makes fun of religion right. in general, right? And I have read the Gospel of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. I, 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 I really, really like that book. It's very funny. It's very like a very good spoof of the Bible, if you ask me. Right, so let's go into where this came from exactly. Uh, in January of 2005, so this isn't that old, a 24-year-old no. Oregon, Oregon University physics graduate Bobby Henderson, so came from Oregon, sent an open letter regarding the flying spaghetti monster to Kansas State Board of Education. In that letter, he satirized creationism by professing his belief in a belief that whenever a scientist carbon dates an object, not a, oh, a supernatural creator that closely resembles spaghetti and meatballs is there changing the results with noodly appendages. <laughs> Henderson argued that his beliefs were just as valid as intelligence design and called for equal time in science classrooms alongside intelligent design and evolution. Mm -hmm. The letter was sent prior to the Kansas evolution hearing uh, as an argument against teaching of intelligent design 
in biology classes. Sanderson described himself as a concerned citizen, representing more than 10 million others, argued that intelligent design and his belief that the universe was created by the flying uh, spaghetti monster was uh, equally valid. Here's a quote. I think we can look forward to the time when these theories are given equal time in our science classrooms across the country and eventually the world. One time, one third time for intelligent design, one third time for flying spaghetti monsterism, and one third time for logical conjecture based on overwhelming observable evidence. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. According to Anderson, since the intelligent design movement uses uh, ambiguous references to a designer, any conceivable uh, entity may fulfill that role. And I agree, include a flying spaghetti monster. Anderson explained, I don't have a problem with the religion. I have a problem with uh, with this religion posing posing as science. If there's a god and he's intelligent, then I would guess he has a sense of humor. All right, so they have a website. Let's go check out their website, I guess. Oh, we love the websites. What is uh, their website, Luke? org. <laughs> so go to the, I guess I'm going to go to the about section, uh, the church of the flying spaghetti monster after having existed, existed in secrecy for hundreds of years came into the mainstream just a few years ago with millions, if not thousands of devoted worshipers. The church of the flying spaghetti monster is widely considered a legitimate religion, even by its opponents. Most fundamentalist Christians who have accepted that our God has larger balls than theirs. <laughs> Some claim the church is purely a thought experiment or satire illustrating that intelligent design is not science, just a pseudoscience manufactured by Christians to push push creationism into public schools. But these people are mistaken. The Church of Flying Spaghetti Monster is legitimate and backed by hard science. Anything that comes across as humor or satire is purely coincidental. (laughs) Hey... Want to be a Prestafarian minister, look? Official ordinance certificate, $34. Get it now. Let's click that in the link. Okay. On the top of the page, by the way. Official certificate uh, of or- ordation? Is that where you're at? Yes, yes. Uh, per- paper certificates or ordination... With embossed gold foil seals are now available for $34 and includes free shipping anywhere in the world. Yeah. What do you think it looks like? Like any certificate you would get from like a, for elementary, like graduating fourth grade. (laughs) I like, I like the dead fish though. That's kind of funny. Oh yeah, I didn't Uh, notice that. That's good. And you also get the ID card for an additional $15. <clears throat> I kind of want you this. The... It looks kind of interesting. Yeah. I would love that ID card. That looks very cool. <laughs> uh, $48. You get a pack for both. If you go back cards. to their main page, if you go to home... Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also selling 
wine, it looks like. Pastafarian yes. wine. Uh, yeah. Thanks to Don for the photos of this Pastafarian wine spotted in Australia. I'm afraid I don't know too much about this. Oh, they're not selling it. They just saw... It's like right. just... Uh, inspired by them. Inspired by them, okay. So if you're in Australia, yeah. I guess you might be able to get your hands on some Pastafarian wine. Uh, I think we should go to Propaganda, maybe? Okay. That's, uh, that's at least... Uh, f funny. Propaganda is a hard time honored social acceptable method of sharing our religion with the world. And we Pestafarians are more than happy to be a uh, part of this tradition. Here you find a collection of material you're welcome to use, modify, distribute as your heart content. Uh, the only thing uh, I and the original arch, uh, artist future here is that you don't use this material for anything you're selling. <laughs> and they, you can get flyers, wallpapers, brochures, buttons. Yeah, memes. There's yeah. a whole bunch of memes under here. Yeah. Actually, here's the, this is an interesting one. Stop global warming, become a pirate. Actually, I'm going to go back and talk a little <laughs> bit about global warming, their beliefs in global warming. Uh, according to Pastafarian beliefs, pirates are absolute divine beings and the original Pastafarians. Furthermore, Pastafarians believe that the concept of pirates as thieves and outcasts is misinformation spread by ki Christian theo theologians in the Middle Ages uh, and by Hare Krishnas. Instead, Pastafarians believe they were peace-loving explorers spreading goodwill who distributed candy to small children, adding that modern pirates are in no way similar to the fun-loving buccaneers of history. <laughs> the inclusion of pirates in Pastafarian was part of the original letter to the State Board of Education in an effort to illustrate correlation does not imply causation. Henderson presented an argument that global warming, earthquakes, hurricanes, and other natural disasters are a direct effect of shrinking number of pirates since the 1800s. A deliberate misleading graph accompanied the letter <laughs> shows the number of pirates decreased, decreased as global temperatures increased. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, they, they, they have some other beliefs here. Uh, uh, Pasifarian's concept of heaven includes beer, a beer volcano and a stripper factory. Uh, the Pasifarian hell is similar except that the beer is stale and the strippers have sexually transmitted diseases. Maybe is the next place to go on their website. Yeah, uh, they have divine, of course. Then they have uh, off the, of the sighting Angolian. off the Angolian coast. When we have a picture yeah. of a flying spaghetti monster, reputable science magazine New Science reported that the flying spaghetti monster had been spotted off the Angolian coast, uh, an area notorious for piracy, bro. <laughs> 
I'm happy about the side thing <laughs> encouraged that serious science journalism is taking about FSM so frequently. That's good. Uh, of course, if you go a little uh, more down, you can see a Japanese manhole cover that looks familiar. Underneath that, I spotted <laughs> this is the flying spaghetti monster at the Olympics. It's 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 a jumper from Germany. Oh, is that what it? Yeah. Okay. I was yes. wondering. I thought maybe it was like volleyball or something. Yeah. No. It's uh, yeah. Could be that as well. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's a jumper. Oh, whew, so funny. Uh, join us, maybe. Okay. Uh, join. So you want to be a pacifarian? Great. Consider yourself a member. <laughs> uh, you'll notice there are no hoops you jump through. You don't need to pay anything. Uh, how to help the church? You can do that by spreading the word. Tell people about pacifarians. Uh, point out that we are the world's most peaceful mainstream religion. Having started no wars in our God's name, that's a good point. As far as <laughs> I know, there's no death attributed to our religion, as far as I know. <laughs> it says, uh, remember this, the flying spaghetti monster is real, a, legit, a legitimate religion as much as any other. The fact that many see this as a satirical religion doesn't change the fact that by any standard one can come up with, our religion is as legitimate as any other, and that is the point. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that is the point. And this is keeping pretty, pretty much up to date. I'm amazed how updated this is. I mean, the last post we see is from May 15 this year. That's not that long time ago. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm assuming they don't have a shop, which is interesting to me. Uh, right. They're not trying to really sell much. They're tr they have this $34 certificate thing, but that's, a, that's like the only thing I see them selling, in, unless you found a shop somewhere. No, I have looked so, I, I was so hoping to get to buy, buy something out of them, but no. Yeah, that's. I mean, it seems like they do have a little advertising. Uh, please help us stay ahead of the Mormons. Uh, donate. So they have a donate thing here. Right. <laughs> please help us stay ahead of the Mormons. I like that. Uh, <laughs> and there's a documentary out. Okay. That uh, follows uh, I Pastafari documentary. You see that on tweets there? Oh no, I don't. On the front page. Okay. Uh, I have to go you back go there. You go a little down. Uh, there's a tweet of I Pastafarian documentary. I really want to see that. Oh, I see it now. now. Okay, on the like the right hand side there. Okay. Yeah. You can buy it on Apple and Google. I really want to buy that documentary now. Yeah, I I haven't seen it. I didn't even know that was a thing. So, uh, no, I mean, it, that is a new tweet, but yeah, because it was from three days ago. That tweet was from. Yeah. Uh, let's go cool. back to uh, Wikipedia really quick. 
and go to the tenants uh, again. Mm -hmm. Holidays. Pasifarian beliefs extend into lighthearted religious ceremony. Pasifarians celebrate every Friday as a holy day. Prayers are concluded with the final declaration of Ramen <laughs> instead of Amen. The term is paradic por Oh, in terms of Amen or Ramen, referring to instant noodles and to the noodly appendages of their deity. Around Christmas, Hanukkah, or a Kwanzaa, Pastafarians celebrate a vaguely defined holiday named Holiday. Holiday does not take place on a specific date so much as it is the holiday season itself. Huh. Should we see the trailer for uh, this documentary? Okay. I have sent you a link. It is www.ipastafariandoc.com. Uh, uh, Ipastafaridoc? Ipasta... F-A-R-I doc.com, yeah. Yeah. And there's a big play button in the middle, so well, I, I hope guess I can, you can play that. I hope this is going to work. Go ahead and give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. <laughs> <laughs> is there a bunch of people with uh, strainers or colanders on their head? That you don't, it's always crazy. <laughs> I think believing in a guy who walked on water and a guy who split at the sea is crazy. Is this the world's? And they say to is that me, true? I don't know if that's true or not. I remember that was a controversy. The guy getting a, his license taken, his license picture oh, yeah. taken with a strainer on his head. Because it's based on the same grounds as every other religion. Yeah, these are... They're showing people from all over the world. Wow. The attorney for the band says his client is, quote, Pastafarian. He's <laughs> right as a member of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monsters. <laughs> I really want to say this. All religions, they all have elements that are not very credible, not realistic. That's why it's called belief. You have to believe it, not explain it or rationalize it. Wow. If something looks like a religion, people say it is a religion, and people say they are adherents of this religion, it should be recognized as such. The flying spaghetti monster not only deserves, but we mandate equal protection under the law. <laughs> He's wow. walking into like this super nice <laughs> building with a strainer on his head. Must be protected. Wow. Ramen. Ramen. <laughs> that looks super cool. This is a. Actually, this came out in 2020, so. It may. At least it, this yeah. video was posted May of 2020, so not too long ago. So, not so strange that we haven't heard about this. Uh, no. Uh, I'm just surprised. Because I, you know, researched a little bit. I didn't. Yeah, me too. Didn't notice anything about this documentary until just now, so me that's neither. cool. We'll yeah. have to watch it uh, this week, I guess, and we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, so so that that's one of the things that I I, I also remember that guy uh, being in trouble because he had 
he had it in his driver's license. He uh, just want. I think he wanted to, and they wouldn't let him. Right. And so he was like, he like sued or something like that because he said it was anti, <laughs> uh, against you know his religion. It was anti-religious. Yeah. And 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 he used uh, the the term with people uh, being allowed uh, with a turban on their heads on their driver's license because that is allowed, and that is a religious thing. So I can understand where it comes from. Right. Uh, here's a good place to kind of wrap things up. Uh, so while. It may be a satirical... Well, it may be satirical. The Church of Flying Spaghetti Monster is not anti-religion. Uh, Henderson once wrote that the only difference between Flying Spaghetti Monster and other religions is that they are wrong and we are right. <laughs> but that was just one of his satirical flourishes. In fact, it's tolerance, peacefulness, and openness uh, aligned align it with Quakerism uh, with the important addition of a wicked sense of humor. No, Venus, Luke. Take me through it. Um, movie theaters shuttered for months, plan July reopening. After three months of nearly total blackout of cinema nationwide, movie theaters are preparing to reopen, even if it means only a few titles on the marquee. Uh, AMC theater, AMC theaters, sorry, the world's largest theater operator said Tuesday that it's expecting to have 97 to 98 percent of its theaters worldwide reopened by mid-July, so like next month, so whatever, a month and a half, a little less. Uh, the National Association of Theater Owners, the trade group that represents exhibitors, expected expects some 90 to 95 percent of cinemas around the world to be opened. Uh, by mid-July. So that's what they're expecting. But it says a lot is still fluid, as AMC's en entertainment chief executive said in a call Tuesday with investors, uh, but provided flare-ups of coronavirus uh, could make could unmake the plans. So we don't really know. Yeah, I... Uh... I'm not going to go to the movies this year, spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, they're talking about it, like, opening up with 25% capacity in the in the theater. So mm. whatever the size of the theater is, then you have 25... Again, I'm going back to how, how are these theaters going to make any money at 25% capacity? It says... Uh, the industry is gearing up for a dramatic resumption of widespread business just in time for Christopher Nolan's ten tenant. So yeah, I think that's what they're, that is, they're kind of, they have this plan of th this big movie they want, that that's the big movie they want to be the first movie to come out with, I guess. Oh, right. and then I saw. it also says Disney's Mulan is slated for July 24th. Right. Uh, and this Friday... Uh, both uh, Netflix is coming out with a new Spike Lee movie that I'm very excited for. Uh, Disney Plus is coming out with a movie that uh, was supposedly to be in uh, theaters, Artemis Fowl, that is based on the books and looks absolutely nothing like the books. I love the books. I am going to be so critical of that. Right. Uh, uh, one of my best. I love, love, love those books, and it looks absolutely nothing like it. 
What do you expect, yeah. though, right? Huh? Sorry? What do you expect? No, that's true. Um, hey, look, you uh, convinced me to watch a movie last week. Uh, it's called The Vast of Night. It's very independent. It's very good. It's extremely... Uh, it's extremely good acting and one of the better movies I've seen this year. Uh, I think I, I was thinking about this when I was watching it. It, it reminds me of a Twilight episode of how it's filmed, especially in the beginning. Uh, with, with the TV episode? and things like that. Uh, Twilight. Twilight, okay. I'm not sure what the that Twilight is. Twilight Zone. The oh, Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone, okay. Yes, sorry. Uh, and, and and kind of like, it's kind of airy in the beginning, and it's kind of like this mystery of this sound, and yeah, I don't want to spoil anything for people because they really should watch this movie. I gave it a 9 out of 10. I watched something that you watched last week, Spelling the Dream, a documentary um, mm -hmm. on Netflix. It It is a, it's a documentary about uh, the spelling National Spelling Bee, but it also goes into kind of the history of why Indian Americans are so involved are so in it and how yeah. their culture, the people who came... Uh, to America from India for a specific reason, how they built this culture around the spelling bee. Uh, I thought it was very interesting. The one thing I would have liked to have seen is them to wait for one of these kids that they're following through the whole documentary to actually win, right? That would have been a very a bit of a better ending, but I guess it would have taken a lot more time to like wait for like the whatever the kid who's like five. It would have been great if they would have waited. Right for that kid to actually grow up and then win, that would have been a great ending to the documentary. This ending was a little bit kind of like, um, none of them won at the end, right? Which was a little anticlimactic right. to me, but overall the documentary is very interesting. I give it a seven. Uh, I'm educating my dad in weird, uh, and I like this movie. I think this is a very underrated movie. And people are going to say, no, it's a shit movie. It's not a shit movie. It's just extremely weird. Uh, and it's uh, Darren Aronofsky's mother, because that's how you say the title of the uh, movie, because it has an explanation point after it. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen mother? I don't think so. Okay. It's very archy. Very archy fartsy. You? Uh, I guess on Netflix. Yeah, this was on Netflix. Uh, the Last Days of American Crime. Good. We saw the same movie. Um, this is about a f kind of a future where the government. I think everybody has a chip implanted in their brain. Is the idea, and mm -hmm. that the government yeah. is going to put in a program into everybody's brain that basically blocks Stop your them. ability to do anything illegal. So you can't, like, yes. 
the program will stop you from if you pick up a gun to shoot somebody, it'll stop you from shooting the person or whatever. If you're gonna right. steal a candy bar, you'll drop the candy bar before you can walk out the door or something like that, right? It's it's a minority re- re- report, uh, just very much more. Uh, uh, yeah, there. I guess so. But it's I don't know what to compare it to really. But you know, it's a futuristic. Uh, time period that's kind of purge-like in the beginning because everybody oh, yeah, definitely. is just like doing whatever they want so the government is right. going to stop them from doing crime uh, I don't know this this was not great to be honest what did you no. think <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a good movie at all I, I, I felt it was very propaganda-ish okay uh, I kind of got that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they were trying to to say some something. I don't want to spoil the movie, but but the ending was very, very, very propagandaish at least. I mean, I, some of the things I, I understood what they were going for, as far as like the tech, uh, I, right. the idea of tech taking over and not allowing people and their you know human freedoms, things like that. That right. concept yeah. itself is kind of interesting. This is way too long, number one. This should yeah. not be a oh, yeah. two-and-a-half-hour movie. Uh, the acting is not great. They over It's overly violent, I would say, where, like... Mm. I mean, it's kind of, like, Purge-esque, like I said, but it, it, the, some of the violence is ridiculous at points. Mm. The action is engaging in the sense that, if you like an action movie, this has a lot of explosions. I, can't, mm-hmm. I would say this movie is, like, if... You Uri Bowl and Michael Bay had a baby, and then that <laughs> baby made a movie. That would be that. Movie, that would be this yeah. movie. I, I I kind of agree. I think uh, I will say this. I I think uh, uh, the main actor is maybe my biggest problem because he's he's very. He's very cold faced and he doesn't really emote at all in the movie at all. I think that was part, like that was supposed to be part of his character, but like, yeah, but it didn't work. Sure, I, it's there's also just like these uh, ridiculous sex scenes that come out of nowhere and are kind of pointless. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, like it, it's <laughs> fine to have a sex scene in a movie when there's like a purpose to right. it. There was just yes. gratuitous sex for the for the purpose of having a naked woman in there um this has zero percent on rotten tomatoes by the way okay i wouldn't go that fucking far uh i wouldn't go zero but i gave this a 3.5 okay i gave it a four so we're not far here right let's see what did you get on imdb 3.7 out of 10 on imdb so it's like imdb is right in between me and you so i think that's (laughs) probably pretty close yeah, I saw a um, thriller uh, kind of uh, horror movie called Becky. Uh, this is Home Alone, uh, uh, the R-rated <laughs> version of of Home Alone. Okay. Uh, uh, but it has. This is maybe one of the w- weirdest movies I have ever seen because. It has Kevin James as a Nazi in it. It has Joe McHale 
as not the funny guy in it. It has like two two actors that are very known for comedy in a definitely not funny movie at all. It is very R-rated. It has one hour and 40 minutes. Uh, 5.7 on INDB, 66% on Rotten Tomatoes, 52% on Metacritic. I liked it more than that. I actually liked it uh, up till... Oh, I don't want to be too nice. Uh, <laughs> seven. Seven. Okay. Seven out of ten, yeah. I saw a movie called The Night Clerk. Uh, oh, I have seen this. Okay. But not this week. Yeah, sorry. I thought it. I think it came out this week, right? Oh, really? no, it came out in February. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Helen Hunt with John Leguizamo, and yeah. the main character is Ty Sheridan. Who I know I've seen right. in things, but I you know I wouldn't know his name, but I've definitely seen this kid in, in things before. This was a movie that happened. I don't know what the point of this movie was. What is the what is the moral of the story of this movie? Because I am totally confused. It's about this uh, kid who has what Asperger's, I think. Uh, yes. Who works as a night clerk at a hotel. Um, and he's kind of a peeper, and he sees this right. guy, uh, this woman get killed, right? Uh, and yes. It, and then it's kind of a weird, I don't know what it is. It's not a murder mystery, but it kind of is a murder mystery. I don't know what what to describe this as, and the ending is very weird. I kind of got what they were going for with the ending, but like... Right. um, It's it, a murder mystery if the murder mystery is how is... Uh, the night clerk involved with all of this. That's right, that was the, I mean, that, the cool part of the ending is it all wraps everything together that you didn't yeah. know about before, but, um, so that part of it's cool, but overall, it was a very disconnected movie, but I guess I kind of yeah. liked it. I give it a, what? I give it a seven, uh, but I think Rotten Tomatoes, it has like a 35%, so... Uh, 35% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.2 on IMDb, 44% on Metacritic. Yeah, I, I remember this movie. I I I don't remember if I hated it or loved it. I remember I was kind of, eh, okay, that was the movie. I mean, yeah, that's how I felt about it, too. They tried something different, which I'll give them that. Um, right. I just don't understand really what they're going for with the moral of it, or if they were going for a moral at all, or they're just trying to be kind of, um, what's a good word for it? Uh, out there, I guess, you know, just kind of like out there for the purpose of just being over the top and out there. I wonder if you like, uh, Becky, that's maybe one of the movies that I, I, I am most interested in your opinion of, because it's like Paul, uh, Paul March ball, uh, uh, like uh, a mall cop uh, <laughs> as a neo-Nazi. It's like, does it work or not? For me, it worked. I, 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 I'm quite excited if it worked for you or not. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, you get to see it. But uh, let's see the audio trailer for Sex and the Future. 
Pew! Whoa. Okay. Oh, what? What is that? Is this a sex toy? Oh, you found the new prototype. <laughs> All I need is one pathetic rich guy who's willing to cough over some major moolah. The jet is ready for takeoff. I'm going. That eyebrow did not look real at all. This acting looks horrible. Yeah. Minimum investment of $10 million. I'm going to call the king. Deal. Where stars are born. This is the assembly room where every part is hand assembled. Then moves on to rigorous testing for... So it's about making sex robots? Manning the hand job. Oh, well, what is that guy from? We have over 1,500 different types of boobs for your choosing. You're doing great, pal. Now I'd like you to follow me over to quality control. Come this way. They evolve and the sexual experiences are new and more satisfying every time. Wow! Wow! Oh my goodness! <laughs> the fire looks totally fake. State and local officials are warning everyone to stay in... <laughs> This looks so fucking <laughs> atrocious. Uh, the sex robots looking like zombies is pretty funny though. Horny uh, women on no. the loose. <laughs> My son just spent a fortune on sex robots. This looks abysmal. <laughs> so that was a thing ah. that just happened. Wow, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, look? Because that's for sure. A wealthy prince's investment in high-tech sex robot succeeds beyond all expectation, but things turn interesting when it becomes apparent that the robots have some plans of their own. Uh, yeah, the IMDb rating for this is amazing. 1.9 out of 10 on IMDb. 32% mm -hmm. uh, of Google users like this film. No tomato meter reading available. No audience score available. <laughs> Nobody wow. has seen this movie, so. Wow. Uh, yeah, I went to IMDb because it was impossible to find anything else. Um, love, uh, one star, uh, low budget all the way. They used real women to <laughs> impersonate uh, robots. Oh, do you say... Really? We didn't say that. Yeah, I didn't. That didn't uh, seem like that's what was going at all, on at all. No, no. That alone makes the movie bad. Unless you are ha having nothing. I mean, nothing to do with your life. I would still not recommend this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh. What is the Facebook? I didn't find mm -hmm. any negative ones, so these might all just be from whoever, like, made the oh, Facebook. Uh, Daniel Cla Kaplan says, one of the best comedies this year to stream while staying at home and having some fun. A must-see. Tony Villeneuve says, very good movie and lots of fun. Those are the only real reviews I found of this on the Facebook. Yeah, no. I don't think anybody's seen this is the problem. <laughs> is that a problem? Maybe not. I don't know. It looks bad enough that I would want to see it for how bad it is. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if I'm interested in even that. But look, guess what? What? There's another movie out. 
That's right, the fox hunter, uh, a prominent southern family of blue blood media moguls, deteriorates at the crossroads of a past of past and progress in matters of death, wealth, love, and American journalism. Okay, uh, Brooke Butler, uh, Reese Thompson. Not very many people I've heard of really in it. Um, Olivia Grace Apple, Applegate, I have heard of. Okay. Uh, directed by who? I do not see a director here anywhere. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it came out last weekend, apparently. Yeah. Oh, directed by Pac point. Patrick Shanahan, who I've heard of, yeah. 4.9 out of 10. I will still watch... Okay, so I would still watch the other movie than this. I would probably would watch Sex in the Future just because yeah. of how stupid it looks. It really looks really yeah. dumb. Uh, yeah. I'm 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 probably going to force someone to watch that sometime. It looks like Corona Zombies bad, you know. Yes. That was awful. Um, hey, um, audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. That's audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. Go there, get a free book, 30-day trial. If you don't like it, uh, you can cancel it, you keep your book, and you still support us. Next week, we will talk... Um, our main topic is actually top five best and worst toys. Uh, that was a little bit interesting. I guess we're going to have very much different lists, because uh, you are in America and I am in Norway, so that will be interesting. Yeah, true. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some crossover at some point. I mean, uh, I'm assuming, like, things from the 90s probably crossed over quite a bit, like Ninja Turtles or G.I. Joes. I'm assuming right. those all existed in Norway, right? Yes, but uh, Ninja, like, who the, who the fuck cares? Uh, the Slinky is going to be on my list. I can already tell you that. I will not tell you where if it's going to be on the bad or good but okay the slink is going yeah to that's be a overlooked. controversial one because when they get tangled that is the most annoying thing ever isn't it uh we will do upload episode seven thank god there's just three episodes got, uh, left of that uh we'll do news of the week where we probably will talk more about racist fox that has destroyed our uh, planet and other things <laughs> Other things? I wouldn't be surprised uh, if next week we see some kind of stories about a surge in coronavirus here in the United States and around the world, possibly, but we'll see. Another digital review of Greenland. I'm going to guess that has something to do with Greenland. It's, ha it's going to have to do with building Trump Tower in Greenland. <laughs> It is about how polar bears can't live in, uh, in Greenland anymore because the ice is melting. Yes, that must be it. Mm -hmm. Anything uh, you have in the Jeremy round? A uh, big thing here in America is the defund the police thing. Have you seen anything about defund yeah. the police movement? Uh, I mean, Oliver, uh, James, James Oliver. Oh, why do I always call him that? Uh, uh, yes, Oliver, the last week tonight. Okay. 
Yes, guy. Uh, he had a 30-minute segment where he went through that and said uh, people should actually defund the police. So that was really cool. I think a lot of people are taking it, they hear that and they go, oh, you mean get rid of all police and just have it be anarchy and like there not be right. any poli- police? I, I think that is a misnomer. I think defund the police means don't give our police tanks and rocket launchers. How about that? Right. Let's, let's start there yeah. and and then see where we go from there. His name is John Oliver, by the way. I, I don't know why, why I always fuck that up. Yeah, no, I, I think that's... Uh, I think that's uh, in the uh, hot, hot seat. Uh, I mean, Joe Biden came out and said he's against defunding the police. He says that the, that the answer to police brutality is that we should actually give them more money. Oh, so that's good. Yes. <laughs> so that is very good. We need to have uh, more police. That's what we need. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you saw on the net? Or anything else? Uh, I'm sure there was. Do you have anything? Uh, I think uh, uh, I saw Elon Musk and Jay Leno and... Uh, revealing the new cyber truck. That was a thing. Oh, did that happen? Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. When did that happen? Uh, it was on CNBC Prime, I think. No, when did it happen? Uh, oh, a week ago. Oh, okay. I don't. I didn't see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was old J.K. Rowley Rowlands thing. Uh, yes. Saying what? Uh, there's something against trans people, right? Right. Oh, here it is. If sex isn't real, there is no same-sex attraction. If sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. I know and I love trans people, but erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. This isn't hate. This isn't hate to speak the truth. Okay, so she, oh, that was her response to something, alright. What did you think about this tweet that she, she put out? I I think it was very unsensitive, and she she didn't really understand what she was saying, probably. I, she seems to just get off on these kind of controversy things things she like comes out with a new weird like little controversy about uh some niche thing you know every what six months it's like dumbledore's gay and then whatever this or that you know what i mean and uh daniel radcliffe uh, responded and said he he was very much against what she said uh he he tweeted uh transgender woman are woman (laughs) Right. I mean, I think he, of all people, it's a good... I mean, he's always going to be pegged as the Harry Potter kid, like, for his whole career. So I think he probably would like to distance himself from that whole thing, if he could. Definitely. I mean, who wouldn't? Well, I mean, Uh... now especially, but I mean, just, like, having to be known as that for your whole life, maybe, maybe, you know, 
would be a good thing. Last of Us uh, series uh, got uh, the Chernobyl director as uh, their director. I am very much looking forward to this. The Last of Us is, is maybe the best video game of all time. I'm not looking forward to The Last of Us 2. I have seen the spoilers online and it looks awful. I don't think I've ever seen an episode of that. You mean you never played the game? Oh, okay. Right, Last of yes. Us. Yeah, okay, sorry. Yes. But you never seen Chernobyl either, so... No, I didn't. I never watched that. I mean, I know a lot of people talked about it, but I just was not so interested good. in it. It looked just depressing. I don't I don't know. It is depressing. Well, yeah. <laughs> Super depressing. Uh, anything else? Uh, there was something interesting we covered a couple weeks ago about hydrochloroquine, remember? Right, I do remember that. Uh, an article found that the increased risk of death because of hydrochloroquine, uh, that has been retracted over data concerns from. Okay. So that study, the authors say, could not could no longer vouch for its veracity because uh, the healthcare firm behind the data would not allow an independent review of its data set. Okay. Mm. You remember the Madeleine McCain case? Do you remember that? No. Madeleine McCain. The little girl. She um, she got abducted uh, uh, when her parents were out eating. And they have always said that she was abducted and they didn't kill her. And everybody has like gone, oh, they probably killed her. Uh, German police uh, has been investigation uh, investigating uh, and now they have uh, come out and said that uh, uh, it probably they have found some remains of other children in, in some crazy guy's uh, place and uh, they think Madeline is one of those. Oh, okay. Wow. I've not heard of this yeah. case before now, so. Yeah. Well, I think that's everything for me, if you don't have anything else. No, I think that was it this week. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, are you up to doing this next week, or what? I think we'll do it again next week, yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a good idea. My name is Fro, and I'm from Norway. My name is Luke. I'm from the U.S., Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.